That's Isaac. That's Larry. And this is the Game, Game Over Hangover Game Podcast. All right. A uh, lot of stuff we got for you guys today. Um, all of our stuff's coming out straight out of the DC fandom event that happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff. A lot of, a lot of Batman stuff. But oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, we have a special guest with us tonight, my buddy Garrett. Say hello, Garrett. Howdy, howdy. Yep, uh, it's it was his birthday yesterday, so we figured we'd bring him on as like a birthday present, and he's been one of my best buds since fucking forever. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, so first up on our list today, we're going we're going down to movies. Uh, we're starting off right away with Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we just watched the trailer; a lot of good stuff coming out of that. Um, Isaac, any thoughts? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, it, it looks pretty interesting. I mean, um, I can't really say much because I haven't seen the first one. So, like, I'm not <laughs> not saying I'm not a Wonder Woman fan, but, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty good. I mean, yeah. a lot of people enjoy the first one, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, de- it's a really good movie. It's It did pretty well for itself. Um, a lot of the cast is coming back. Uh, the director, Patty Jenkins, has come back, came back for it. Um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, obviously. And they brought back Chris Pine as Colonel Steve Trevor. Yep. Uh, this one is set in 1984. Explores more of Wonder Woman about how she's becoming a hero. Stuff like that. Uh, gonna be fun. Um, so, is there, so is there time travel involved? No, not time travel. It's basically... It's basically another prequel to, like, Batman v Superman, Justice League, while at the same time being a sequel to the first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I'm just confused on how that guy lived fucking for 70 years and still alive. Well, is. well, he died at the end of the first one, so... But they're not really... Not too lots being all revealed about it. Um... I mean, I don't know. It, I'm excited for it. Because you also got newcomers, uh, Kristen Wiig playing Wonder Woman, arch-villain uh, Cheetah. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting, too, to see her uh, do something a little different. I mean, I enjoy a lot of her, uh, her comedy and stuff like that. So I think she does really well in that. I think the something will be different. and uh, I think she might. She'll, she'll kill it. Oh yeah, she, her character is more of a, is supposedly more of a, she's taking on more of a badass role. So yeah, I mean, I she's rocking out some sort of leopard print rocker outfit in the trailer, and that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and then seeing at the end, she uh, kind of morphed somehow, got full power. <laughs> yeah, it became like an actual cheetah. cheetah person, or as. Uh, <laughs> fucking Juan and Rudy said an extra in the fucking Cats movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She looked bad, more badass than the actual house cat. But she was actual cheetah. So. Yeah. I mean. But yeah, other uh, actors include Pedro Pascal is playing villain Maxwell Lord, which a lot of, which a quick little background about him. Maxwell Lord is. A uh, is a he's a telepath. That's also like a a businessman. He runs an evil corporation, stuff like that. 
but he's a he's a telepath, and I'm excited to see Pedro Pascal do it because Pedro Pascal, anything you put him in, he he'll just kill instantly. Good example was he's the actor that plays the Mandalorian, and that series is just full on badass. Oh, okay. Uh, Garrett, anything you want to add on to this? Give us your little spiel. I, I think, personally, I really dig the new outfits, like the, the styles, the way they did all the makeup and everything. I think it's definitely an improvement. They're mm. putting a lot of effort into the way they look. And they've uh, even brought some classic styles in. Mm. I personally think that it's going to be phenomenal. Cheetah definitely put a lot of work into that that look on her during the trailer. Oh yeah, I think they learned a lot from uh, like Justice League and stuff like that on their uh, on their CGI. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Um, they took time and effort in this. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, Garrett actually hasn't seen Justice League yet. He's waiting for the Schneider cut like the rest of us. Which, that's going to be fucking badass. Yeah. But, I, back, but back to Wonder Woman. Um, Patty Jenkins, the director, actually said, because there's been a lot of talk with the whole COVID and everything going on about a straight-to-video release. And, well, I think she wants to do more of a... She still wants to keep it true to like the whole theater experience, so that's why there there's no immediate plans for a straight to uh, video release or like anything. Man, stuff like that. I mean, if you put the time and effort into it, I mean, and then things are gonna slowly start opening up, so you might. I mean, if you hold off a little bit longer, you might get a somewhat theatrical release. Yeah, I mean, nothing too spectacular, but I mean, there's gonna be limited seats and stuff like that. But yeah. But I mean, I mean, if you wait a little bit longer, I think you could. I think you, some theaters will show and stuff like that. And I mean, I think they're opening drive-ins and stuff like that too. So, yeah. Which I think um, that's. I don't know. Oh, all right. But yes, Wonder Woman eighty four. Looking forward to seeing that. Garrett has seen the first Wonder Woman. You have not. Definitely get on that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Next up on our list is the Suicide Squad, the which is the which is the sequel to 2016's Suicide Squad movie, which was not very well received. I I'm sort of mixed on the first one. Like, I like it, but at the same time, Jared Lowe's Joker is just absolute trash. Yeah, there's a few trash parts in it. I mean, I, it's an enjoyable movie. Like, I can sit down and rewatch it. It's not, it's not like, terrible. It's not like, oh, my God, why am I watching this? I mean, it's, a, it's an enjoyable, like, comic book movie. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah. Like, you don't have to be super in-depth into the story, but... I mean, yeah. I, I, I wish they would have took more time with it, but for what it was, it just received. They could have expanded on it. Like, yeah, it they just could have done something better. I feel they like had it, a good starting point, I guess. I feel like it received a lot more hype than it should have. It was definitely overhyped. Yeah, I think that was part of the problem too. 
Yeah. But the Suicide Squad sequel simply just called The Suicide Squad, bringing back a lot of, a lot of the same characters from the first movie. You got Viola Davis's Amanda Waller, uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, who's actually rocking a more comic-accurate suit this time around, which looks fucking amazing. Uh, Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang, which, personally, that's my favorite character in the whole entire first movie. Captain Boomerang is just great. Yeah. Um, They're bringing a ton, of, a ton of characters. I was like, I don't know how you're going to fit them all. Yeah. Like, what kind of like what kind of war are you fighting here? Like, <laughs> I can understand. There's only like 12 characters. Like, oh my god. Like, what is, like, what is going on? Yeah, and you got some, and you definitely have some more, uh, like, newer characters coming into play here. Uh, Idris Elba's coming in. A lot of people, when they, ah, shit. All right, sorry. Um, I just lost my train of thought for a second. No, oh, you were talking about Idris Elba. I think a lot yeah. of people thought he was going uh, to play uh, Deadshot. Yeah, Deadshot, Deadshot which... That's Will Smith in the first one, and Will Smith doesn't really do sequels, so because he doesn't want to be known as the sequel guy. Yeah. But he's not. But Idris Elba's character is a character called uh, Bloodsport, which is he's kind of a mercenary, so kind of like a Deadshot type thing. Yeah. So I mean, so it'd be so a continuation. So they just pick different different villains this time. Yeah. To go go out. Yep. Including uh, Polka Dot Man, King Shark. King Shark is a shark. Which I'm excited because like I like how they're going to I want to see how they're going to do like the shark half human half shark kind of thing. Because if they do it real well I'm hoping that somebody will talk to them to doing a street shark movie. Which yeah. would be fucking dope. Which they actually, which they, the CGI that they used for the CW, uh, for the Flash when they introduced King Shark was actually pretty fucking great. Oh, he's he's in the Flash. Yeah. From the Flash show. Hmm. Yep. Oh. He's uh he's a villain in a couple episodes. He even fights uh Gorilla Grodd at one point. Nice. Yeah. I think that would be dope. Yeah. Bunch of like big star actors coming into this. You got Idris Elba for one. Uh, John Cena is going to be in it yeah. as sort of like a douchebaggy Captain America. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll do whatever it takes to, to, uh, stand up for his country. Just no matter how many lives he has to take or something like that. Yeah. It, it, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Just to see how they try to pack in like all, like all of it, you know, yeah. If they, if they thought, you know, how many were over? Like six? If they thought six characters were bad. Yeah. Let's throw 16 in there and fuck it. <laughs> yeah. But the direction behind it is pretty fucking good, though, too. You got James Gunn, who's pretty much well known for establishing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, so he's going to be throwing a lot of that formula into it, too. Yeah, but it seemed like it was like time. Is it like time? Because he. It explains like, like over movies like 
Galaxy 1, 2, I mean, even in the other Marvel kind of stuff. It seemed like he had a longer timeline than, you know, two, three hours. To... Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much after Marvel canned his ass, he, for, he switched right over to DC immediately. Hell yeah. But yeah, Suicide Squad, definitely one we're looking forward to. Got some other well-known actors in it, but I'm not going to go through the whole entire explanation of that. Just not, not a whole lot it's really known about right now. Uh, there was some great footage, like some great behind-the-scenes footage from DC fandom. Definitely like go on YouTube, watch all those trailers. Some really good stuff coming out of that. Like the like we got a teaser for like an actual trailer for Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh yeah. That like I don't know, the trailer looks almost better than the movie. Like Well yeah, that's because the trailer is the Snyder Cut which has all of Zack Snyder's like all of it the parts that I wanted to add into the movie before he left the project due to uh, death in the family. Yeah. And then he shot more, didn't he? He did like a bunch of reshoots. Mm, uh, the the reshoots for the final product of Justice League was from uh, Joss Whedon, who, who uh, directed the first two Avengers movies. So... But yeah, Snyder Cut, we got to see our first actual look at Darkseid. And... Damn, just, just damn. I don't know. I wasn't too excited about it. He didn't, I don't know. He didn't look too menacing. Just look like a giant statue. Well, I mean, that's what Darkseid looks like generally. He he has a stone face. He he basically is a living statue. Yeah. Back to uh, <clears throat> Suicide Squad, the first original cut from uh, 2016. I feel like uh, I, I waited a while to watch it because the Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 27%, Common Sense gave it a 2 out of 5, and IMBD gave it a 6 out of 10. So it definitely had a, a lower rating. But <coughs> when, I, when I went to watch it, I watched it as just a film, just something to enjoy. Yeah. And I took a lot from it. I kind of ignored the way Joker was, uh, the way Joker was portrayed because, in my opinion, it wasn't a movie about Joker. It was it was Harley Quinn feet feet Joker, you know. Yeah. So it was mostly focusing on on her character development, and I thought they did did a really good job on portraying her the way she was developed, and it prepped it really well for Suicide Squad two. Yeah, it was like yeah for her like uh, not just her. I mean a couple of characters like they fit in a little bit of uh, like the character development and their backstory and stuff like that. So you. You know, felt a little bit for him, but yeah, I think uh, I think it did set up Harley Quinn for to be more of a leader to actually do like a different movie, but with different. You know, it didn't have to generally be the same same actors and stuff like that. So right. I think this kind of fits that you know she kind of got a new group of uh, a new group of people to see if she was actually she can uh, she can actually do it. You know, be a leader. And, I'll say a good example of that is the Birds of Prey movie, which, which is that 
does that is that just a standalone, or does that have to do anything with Squadron? It's the same Harley Quinn. Yeah. So it's actually, I think it's like right after Suicide Squad. Yes, it's another it's another piece to it. It's another part of the series to help you know stir up the uh, hype for two. Okay. I haven't seen that one. I say, did you did you watch? Uh, I I did not get a chance to watch Bird of Prey yet because of the whole COVID COVID crisis, but I definitely want to give it a view here soon because I want to get hyped too for for part two. My my favorite character from uh, the twenty sixteen was uh, El Diablo. He was definitely yeah. my my personal favorite. Yeah, turning that thing fucking fire god dude oh yeah it's like, dude, it's like, it's like, fuck. cinematically that was just so visually pleasing yeah yeah that was awesome hated to see the way he went out <laughs> so do you have to do you have to watch suicide squad to understand the harley quinn movie or do you, can you just like watch like does it make sense for like a standalone movie it makes sense it does make sense as a standalone movie uh yeah, Joker's not even in it like whatsoever. Well, birds of prey and the emancipation of the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah, but right when the film got released, they just changed the title to <laughs> Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey because that title was way too long. Right, like back to what I said earlier about the Suicide Squad is that the Joker was only in it to like show you Harley Quinn's story. So the fact that he was cut from the second one or the uh, Birds of Prey was because it was all about expanding more on her, not anything to deal with the Joker because the Joker isn't even part of the Suicide Squad. No. I think it's just kind of like Harley finding her own, like her own way and trying to <laughs> trying to break free from the Joker's possessiveness, yeah. stuff like that, and all of his fucked up uh, abuse, stuff like she's that. A, she's a bad girl trying to do trying to do good things. Time and time again, you see in the comics and and in all the games and everything, he just kind of throws her out there, and he's like, oh, "I hope you make it back home." <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it shows it, that he doesn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Sociopath. <laughs> but that's why people love him. Yeah. Alright, jumping back to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Uh, got a lot of good stuff coming out from that, from the teaser from the teaser trailer released at DC Fandom. Uh, you actually get to see Superman in his uh, black suit, which that's from the storyline uh, uh, Reign of the Superman, where he comes back from the dead after Losing his life to Darkseid, or no, uh, Doomsday, and the death of Superman, and they were, and it just, it just looks really visual pleasing, visually pleasing, because you also have a bunch of other stuff coming out, coming out along with it, with um, focus the trailer that we watched. I noticed that focused a lot more on the Flash too. Yeah, it seemed like it, it helped, it helped bring out more. Uh, backstory to the other characters. Yeah, because you got to see Cyborg uh, playing football. Um, Got to see Jason Momoa actually getting his his Aquaman armor. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, and I mean, like with uh, the cyborg and the Flash and stuff. Is it, with Momoa, you got the uh, you got the Aquaman movie. So I mean, with them, you kind of got most of the story. But like with the, when I seen the Justice League, I was like, it doesn't really say much about cyborg. It's like you know, he just kind of pops up. Then, <laughs> yeah, that movie is just you know, all over the place. Yeah. It just kind of like just like shows up, like it's like oh, all the stuff happened to you. Like they kind of talk about it, but they don't really show it. So it's kind of. But it seemed like uh, in the Snyder Cut, they uh, they got more in depth into it. So I mean, brings you brings you more depth into the story of like you know why they're fighting and stuff like that. So, yeah, not just because they're you know have superpowers and stuff like that, you know. Even though, unfortunately, I haven't watched the uh, Justice League first cut, I was waiting definitely because I wanted to see the original masterpiece and I wanted to see all the Snyder's cuts of it. But I did get to watch Aquaman, and I thought that they did a phenomenal job on portraying the way he became, the way he, he arrived onto the scene. And uh, the that movie just had so many like visually pleasing wars, like the underwater battles. And him getting his uh, trident was yeah. all gorgeous, and uh, they did lots of lots of it. Looked like a Michael Bay movie under the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michael Bay. It seems like when they take the time, like actually want to tell a story instead of trying to rush and cram all the stuff in, it seems like they can they can actually pull it out. See, I think I think movie directors need to get off the, the beaten path of oh, we need to put something out every year or every other year we got to keep shooting out movies because even though it's good to get the people what they want people also want quality over quantity yeah. and i thought that taking their time on that movie was definitely the top choice oh yeah and i was thinking uh i like how they're expanding like the time on movies i think i think how much they cut well they're probably gonna drive down to your prices now but I mean, how much a movie? How much a movie costs? It seems like you know, spending two hours isn't doesn't seem like long enough. Yeah, and like, like, you know, like you know, it's it's over already. So I think like spending that much for three hour for a three or four hour movie wouldn't be terrible. I mean, bath and breaks and stuff, but I I think it'd be a lot like a lot more. You know, you sit down, actually relax, and watch a movie. It's just you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much, you know, how people enjoy that much time just sitting down. Yeah. Uh, another, all right, we're going to change gears here from the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which we are all very excited for, uh, over to a film that has actually been in the making since, like, 2013, Black Adam. Not a whole lot's known about it, but... It's starring uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as as Black Adam, a basically Shazam uh, Shazam like character. It's his arch enemy, only he's like an Egyptian prince, he's, like really old and shit. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like uh, when he got his powers, he was just trying to. I don't know. I guess. Was it like population control? I guess like people were getting out of hand, so he, he just like martial law just came in and just started wrecking people. And then they didn't like that too much. 
I really think they couldn't have picked a, a better actor than uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal actor, and I think that uh, the way that his attitude was fits perfectly for the character mm-hmm. because he's he's a very sh- a showman, you know, give it all you got. Here's what's gonna happen, laying down the law kind of man. Yeah. So I thought it was a good choice. Oh yeah, and like I said, movie. Like I said, this movie has been sort of in the making for years now, and it's because The Rock has been pushing it. He's been wanting to play this character since, like, 2012, 2013. And for us to get that little teaser that we did was just amazing. Because he's actually teased a couple times in in the Shazam movie, which which is also really great. Uh, I don't remember too much about it. Yeah. 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 Well, it was funny. I, guess. I, I, I guess it wasn't what I expected. I guess it was just kind of, I was expecting it to be like a big kids movie, but it was actually, I mean, it was a little bit of both. So. There, there was some very uh, dark shit in it. Yeah, there was some. There was some uh, very lighthearted moments and some very, very dark shit. I was like, Jesus. Well, <laughs> like, well, what can you expect? Shazam is a child. <laughs> I know, but like, fuck it. <laughs> it'd be like, you'd be all excited, then the crippled kid would come out and say some dark shit, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Black Adam, we got a lot of teaser stuff from that, and it also, another uh, one of the trailers for it, is actually teasing a Justice Society of America movie too, which is the which is the older Justice League from like the from like around World War Two. So, got like classic Jay Garrick Flash, uh, Hawkman, uh, Adam Smasher, the original Alan Scott Green Lantern with like the red shirt, yellow cape. Stuff like that. I like the trailer too, how they did it. Like how they had the rock kind of explain his origins and stuff like that. Yeah. So they kind of took that in showing. Like, don't forget that it's got the Justice Society in it. That's going to be pretty pretty cool to see on the uh, cinema, the big old screen. Yeah. Yeah, that I think that's why I just got to, wasn't it? Yeah, with the old school. Yeah. But yeah, that not like I said, not too much is really known about it. It's actually still getting ready for production. Right now, it's still on the drawing board. But very, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it should be good. If, if the rocks involved, it's, it's going to be decent. Well, it's going to be watchable for sure. Oh yeah, it's going to be electrifying. Do you smell what the rock is is cooking? (laughs) All right, and we are going to take a short break there, and we will be right back. All right, and we are back. Um, Moving on off of Black Adam, we are going straight into all things Batman going on right now. Uh, we got our first trailer of um, 
Robin Pattinson's The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. Got, got to give the director credit. You got to give somebody credit. I don't know. I don't know. That was, that was a, a very interesting trailer. Very. Uh, got me excited. It was like a mix of like The Dark Knight and like, I don't know, like The Clue. I don't know. <laughs> Like, it was, like, mysterious. It had the dark elements in it and stuff like that. Like, really, that gritty look. Yeah. But I remember uh, when we first heard about this, you and I were shitting on it pretty bad because we were like, Robert Pattinson is Batman. Eh. I mean, I've seen a lot more of his more serious roles. So I I know he could do it, but I was just like, Robert Pattinson, really? I was more concerned of his. Of his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, it, 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 I don't know, he didn't seem like, I don't know, he always seemed like he has that younger look. So he doesn't seem like he'd be, but this is the year two Batman, so, I mean. Yeah, Batman in his uh, second year. Yeah. But, I mean, second year is Batman, so, I mean, how long did it take him to be Batman? You know what I mean? Yeah, because he went away for a while and got all his training and stuff like that. So, right, because because no matter what, every time you watch Batman, you're gonna you're gonna think of uh, a scruffily buff, bulky man. So when I saw it, I saw a little bit of red highlights, and especially with the way they portrayed the uh, the the title Batman, it was in red. So it gave me like a Batman Beyond kind of vibe, you know, more skinny, yeah. lanky, agile kind of a guy. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Terry McGinnis from Batman Beyond. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so kind of that younger. But I'm going to walk into it with an open mind. I'm going to walk into it just to view the film and enjoy it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, enjoy everything. But I mean, that, the, the trailer definitely, definitely opened my eyes. Maybe you want to see. Oh, yeah, it was just straight off brutal right off the bat. And yeah, that, hard, get hard. it, bat. Yeah. Opening scene, I'm vengeance. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love the way he just beat the snot out of that guy. Beat that dude. Like, yeah. I mean, that, you know, he's, I mean, he's still young. He still has to learn to control your anger. And still, I don't know if he's still, I don't know if he'd still be in that that struggle, that decision to, you know, do I actually kill them or do I, you know, or do I serve them? Yeah, and and with this, we're going to be having, um, it looks like that the main antagonist is going to be the Riddler. Which is exciting. Give somebody else else a chance. Yeah. Which, I'm not going to lie, Riddler is one of my favorite Batman villains. He's cold, he's calculating. Pretty much, he... He's one of the few, yeah, he's pretty much up there in Bruce Lane, Wayne's intellectual level. Yeah, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like the Jigsaw killer. Yeah. You know, you put your, I mean, except you don't have to save yourself like Batman has to save you. And yeah. The, the stuff he comes up with, like, you know. But yeah, the other villains include uh, Catwoman, 
which we got to see a little bit of her yeah. in the trailer. So, I mean, I'm excited. And Catwoman's got to be sexy, so. She's a very good looking lady, so. I mean. She does look rather lovely. I just I just recently watched the uh, 1966 Batman episodes with the Riddler in it, and so seeing the the classic portrayal compared to the new portrayal, there's definitely a very dark aspect of him. Because no matter what, even in the games, the Arkham games, he just has a very bubbly personality, really outgoing, ADHD yeah. kind of guy. But now it's he's very you know dark. Vivid. It just seems like uh, they're really going on a different pull in this this new this new movie with the Riddler. He's definitely not the same Riddler I'm used to. Yeah, I think they give him more chance to like shine, like like actually being like a madman, like actually using yeah being cold, like you said, being cold and calculated, and like you know coming up with all these riddles and you know coming. In, up with like real life, like real life situations of like, you know, how to, how to implement them and stuff like that. So. Yeah, other other villains uh, are included in this as well, such as, like I said, Catwoman's in it, which we haven't really seen. I don't know how much. Like, at, at some point, she just becomes anti an anti hero. At some point. But she's always gonna be the thief, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the penguin was also featured in the trailer as well. Yeah, you don't. He's he's only a couple frames, but he's there, and it's Colin Farrell playing the penguin. Yeah. Yeah, I actually watched the trailer and. I honestly completely forgot that I was Colin Farrell for a second because I could not recognize him. Like he has the pudgy face, he has the the uh, beak fur nose and everything. Oh, so they put him like they put him in makeup and shit. Like, yeah, uh, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, all six villains. Yep, uh, Mad Hatter is uh, Mad Hatter's gonna be in it. Not really saying about who's playing him. Yep. You do your first year. Yeah. Two faces gonna be in it as well. And yeah. And also rumors about Scarecrow and possibly Bane. Like, if they do Bane, I'm just really hoping they're going to do, like, something very, com- like, comic accurate. Not what we got in The Dark Knight Rises, which, don't get me wrong, I love that movie, but Tom Hardy's Bane, I mean, Tom Hardy did a great job for that movie, but I don't know, That that's just, that's not Bane! Remember? No, I don't know, I enjoyed it, it was great, it was a great movie, but, I mean, like, I don't see Bane... I don't know. I mean, Bane's always been muscle. I don't really see him being that that masterminding of everything. I know. I know somebody else was pulling the strings, but like he doesn't seem like the 
warlord criminal yeah. kind of guy. Like they showed him too. See, I think Tom Hardy. He, I was actually looking up like what he did to prep for that role, and he went through some intense workouts and, and different diet changes, and he he visually looked just like Bane, but the brains wise, like you were saying, it, it Bane's not that mastermind kind of guy. Yeah. He's always a you know brute. He's been a brute, not a not a super super mind yeah, kind of enthusiast. Yeah, that's why I was kind of. I mean, like, I, like I understand, like you know, other people were pulling the strings, but like that's not the string you pull out for him. I mean, yeah, he gets stuff done, but it's the mastermind blowing up like a whole city, and like you're, that's your face is is Bane. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean, like I said, the movie's good. I mean, it's, I mean. And I definitely like how it is his year two of Batman because, you know, when you first enter the scene, you get a couple jabs at you here and there. But definitely the this is showing that the villains are retaliating to, to how he is and gets the brunt of everyone trying to, like, take out the Batman, get rid of the Batman. Yeah. And uh, so he's definitely going to face a lot of foes. He's going to face a lot of backlash. He's got to put them in their place so that way they know who Batman is. <laughs> also, that that Batmobile, though, for that. Yeah. That fucking metal frame with a fucking rocket strapped to it. Both yeah. It looks dope. I mean, I like how it looks like like it was look like year two. Like he, you know, like he put, he built everything himself. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the Christopher Nolan ones because, you know, he had the money, but this is that, that big ass money, tank. But, you know, he had the money, but he had to, he had to put in the work. He really wanted to do this, you know what I mean? He had to, you know, spend only nine hours welding and doing all that stuff. Yeah, this muscle car looking thing with, uh, with the rocket on the back of it, it kind of looks like a live action version of the animated series Batmobile, just from that picture. As working in the automotive industry, it kind of almost looks like it's a Dodge Charger all pimped out with armor and everything. Looks mm. like it's got a beast fucking 5.7 Hemi under it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm working on it. But yeah, I like how uh, a lot of that stuff is uh, like he, he puts the time and what effort into it himself. Like, you know. Yeah. And it, and we did get a couple pictures of his motorcycle, which I don't know that that bike looks whack as fuck. But like, like I'm saying, it's his year two, so I mean, you know, he spent all his money, all his money, spent all his designs on the car. Yeah, but yes, the Batman. We are that trailer was just absolutely amazing. We are very much looking forward to it. Uh, we're gonna. Speaking of Batman, we are switching gears over to the Flash because because we got news of two Batmen being featured in it. Yes. Uh, not a lot is actually very much known about the Ezra Miller Flash movie. It is set to be released in June of two thousand twenty-two. 
but I'm excited for it because, well, if anyone knows me, I'm the Flash is my favorite superhero. I love speedsters, all the shit that they can do. It's just amazing, and yeah. But we got news of two Batman coming in. Um, a couple months back, uh, the nerd world was rocked with news of Michael Keaton reprising his role as Bruce Wayne, in which a lot of people speculated, oh, hey, maybe he's going to be a live-action uh, Batman Beyond. That's going to be in the Flash movie, which is based off of the Flashpoint storyline. Yeah. But then we got confirmation that he's not just playing an older Bruce Wayne. He's reprising his role as Batman from 1989. And that just makes me super excited because Batman 89 is Michael Keaton. I love those movies. Just the, it, it felt like an actual comic book movie to me. Like it was dark. It, it was gritty, but at the same time it had all those theatrics, all that fun. Yeah. Awesome. And then just recently we have confirmed that, Ben Affleck is going to reprise his role as the Bat. Batfleck for life. <laughs> Me personally, I really like the way Ben Affleck portrayed Batman in the movies. So I'm I'm really excited to see him again. One thing that is really like I'm hoping for with this movie is possibly seeing Jeffrey D. Morgan. Possibly, unfortunately, I I have a. Strong feeling I'm not going to be able to see him as Batman's dad. But it's not over yet. It hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if they're taking this movie off of the Flashpoint storyline, which is what it's looking like it's supposed to be. Yeah. It seems like, crazy like, to have like, all that time traveling. You know, it's, I, I don't think like, like when they say... Uh, they say they're gonna like reprise them. I don't think they're gonna have like like huge roles in the movie. No, like, no, I just it's... think they're gonna be like cameos or something like that. Like, you know. Yeah, because eh, I I don't know. I mean, from a lot of the pro from a lot of the concept art I've seen, it actually shows like Ezra Miller's Flash teaming up with Michael Keaton's Batman. From a lot of the concept art that was released from DC fandom. And and from what I heard, um, Ben Affleck's reprising his role is sort of be like a mentor to Ezra Miller's Flash because he's also just starting out as a hero too. Yeah, yeah, because he uh, he stole his name from the uh, from the show Flash. Yeah, from the CW series yeah, when they did their Crisis on Infinite Earths event. Uh, Ezra Miller was a little cameo as the as the DC like movie universe's Flash, and they brought him in together, and there's this nice little scene where they're sort of where they meet each other and they're sort of complimenting each other on their suits. Yeah. And Ezra and Grant Gustin's Flash was like, "I'm also the Flash," and Ezra Miller was like, "The what? The the Flash?" He's like, "Oh." The Flash, hey. Yeah. I, I could see I could see Michael Keaton still still kicking it in the movie because I mean he's been even though he's he's getting older, I saw him in uh he was Vulture 
in the Spider-Man movie, and he got he got his ass whooped around. So I can see yeah. him him still playing an action star, you know. Yeah. Well, it'll be. I mean, it'll be interesting. Let's see where they take it. Yeah, and and all and the Flashpoint movie is sort of trying to kick off DC's like multiverse. Their their cinematic multiverse, which it's confirmed that the Batman and Joker are are actually like alternate Earths that the that Ezra Miller's Flash might be might see or might go to at some point. So they're trying to connect everything together. Oh, like all the are you talking about like all the the DC movies? Yes, that's kind of what they did in Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW because they had uh, they had a bunch of cameos from all their other shows, even the movies. Uh, Batman eighty nine had a cameo in it. Uh, Brandon Routh Superman for Superman Returns was in it, and also um, even the Green even uh, Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie was was cameoed in it too. Was it? Yeah. Was Ryan Reynolds in it? No, it just showed like the like the Green Lantern's planet of Oa. Oh. Pretty much that. But you could tell it was from the movie. Uh-huh. And they even did a like a little uh interlude in some comics for the CW show too. Remember I bought that Crisis comic and actually showed parts from the event, but just in comic books. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you wanna say something? Go ahead. Um, not to get too far off topic, but with the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, the CGI was, was god awful, but for story base and, and for the way everything was portrayed and the humor of it and overall the content of the movie, I, I thought it was, was enjoyable. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good, like, I don't know, it's an enjoyable movie, <laughs> but like, like you said, it's just the CGI. Yeah, it kind of it kind of was a turnoff. I think they could have definitely done better, even with uh, the year it was made. They definitely had other movies that were way further ahead of it. Yeah, but but content wise, I I, I laughed. Yeah, I mean, like the story was good. Like I enjoyed the story. I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds. You're gonna laugh. Man's yeah. fucking hilarious. But yes, a uh, lot of good lot of good stuff for DC movies been coming out from DC fandom. Um, but we are going to switch gears off of movies and we got some pretty good gaming news coming from DC fandom as well. Like two major releases from, from Rockstead. Uh, one of them is from Rocksteady, the creators of the Arkham franchise, which this game is set in the Arkham universe, but it's not Batman. It is Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Which the name of the title right there gives it right off the bat. Story mode. Basically, from what we saw in the trailer, Brainiac is attacking Earth, and he has the he has the Justice League under his control. So it's up to the Suicide Squad to take him down. Um, all we can really tell is playable characters from the story. So we got Harley Quinn, Deadshot, obviously, since yeah. they're pretty much the face of the Suicide Squad. Then we also have King Shark, and like I said, my personal favorite, Captain Boomerang. 
Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it, it said it was, uh, it was uh, multi, I don't know if that one was multiplayer co-op or something like that. No, I think it was co-op since yeah. there are four, at least four members of Suicide Squad, you might be able to do co-op missions with that. Yeah. Like two characters. I said you can like switch from character to character at any time. Yeah. So, uh, it seems, I don't know, it seems kind of weird, but... Well, like I said, not really, not really too much known about the game. Yeah. But another game that sort of has that Arkham vibe to it, uh, Gotham Knights. Yeah. Ooh, really excited for Gotham Knights. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the story behind that one is... Um, what would happen when Batman died? There's no longer a Batman who would protect Gotham City, and so rise up the the Gotham Knights, which is the sidekicks, the Bat family. Yeah. So you got Red Hood, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Robin. Yep, you get to play as those guys. As a, I guess Batman is dead now, so um, you initiate like Protocol Zero or something like that. Assemble those. Those ragtag, well, they're not ragtag anymore, but they assemble those, the, the, like I said, the Bat family, and they, uh, they go protect the city. So, I mean, that seems badass. I mean, it, they say it's not part of the Arkham series, but it, I mean, it has that look and feel. Well, that's because so, uh, the studio behind it is uh, Warner Brothers Montreal, which was, uh, which is the studio behind uh, Arkham Origins. Yeah, well, they took a lot of that like, design. But I mean, it, 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 looks, it looks good. It looks like you can play between the characters and they have different like combat styles and weapons and stuff like that. So, Bringing up the combat, it seems like it's going to be very, you know, hit and punch them, beat them up kind of guys. It, it has, uh, everyone has their own specific weapons. Yeah. Everyone like Nightwing gets his classic sticks, and uh, Robin gets his pole. Yeah. And they even gave uh, Batgirl. Yeah, they gave her 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 own like night sticks. Uh, Tompas. Yeah, Tompas. Yeah, yep. Got her own Tompas, and they have a lot of different like animations for hitting. So I think yeah. they did a phenomenal job with like yeah, they combat. Even, yeah, they even uh, they've read his gun. So yeah, like, that, that one's I love seeing that in yeah. the combat trailer. So. Yeah, and it's uh, it's to more like an RPG, so you have uh, a leveling system in there too. Like even the villains have, or the the goons have their own leveling system too. Like higher level you, ha like higher level you are, higher level the goons will be. Kind of like how they've been doing a lot of games lately with Assassin's Creed or Origins, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and uh, Shadow of Mordor games. Now, one thing that concerns me with this, leveling systems can make or break a game. So with this one, it seems almost that the leveling system isn't going to... I mean, it's going to expand your kit. But when, when you play a superhero game, you almost want your whole kit there from the get-go. 
So seeing that there's going to be a leveling system of like things you get to and fro and higher health bars and all that, it could kind of kill people's interest in the game. But from some of the newer games coming out, like like uh, Shadow of Mordor and, and Shadow of War, like you were bringing up, yeah. I think the leveling systems were very beneficial to the game. And I think it could keep people wanting to grind it out. And it's gonna it's going to be co-op. So you're going to be able to play this with your friends. You're going to be able to get everyone together, you know, fighting justice. <laughs> yeah. So is that going to, I don't know if that's going to affect the levels too. Are they going to like even that? So if you, does that, like, if your other person selects, is there like a lower level or do you guys like level match or like? Right. Yeah. That's, that's like, something that we have to wait to see what Warner Brothers is going to do. Well, if you don't play with one character, you only play with one character. So yeah. you're going to be beast and all your other characters are going to suck or do they all level up at the same time or do you have to yeah, do you that's, have to use different characters at different times yeah. you know what I mean it's a story like that where you know, he plays Robin some parts he plays you know, Nightwing and Nightwing another part like that. but they say if it's co-op but it should be like that you should be able to pick who you go through the level yeah. But yeah, uh, and also the uh, antagonist for that is the Mysterious Court of Owls. Oh, yes. Which the Court of Owls basically this uh, secret society that's been running Gotham since like the olden days. They've been in charge of everything, all the crime, corruption, all that. Oh yeah, for sure. We just gotta rely on Batman's disciples to hold up. Yeah. Well, you gotta think the quarter of hours is probably on the business side too. So right. I don't think any of the kids are like business savvy. You know what I mean? So I think Bruce Wayne was like like the last the last pillar, I guess, from corruption. Because it seemed like everybody else was bought out except for Bruce. So Bruce is gone. Even though they've been you fighting know. crime for a while, this is kind of like their their new test drive from what I've seen through the story aspect. Yeah. So they're, this is like them getting their first heavy confrontation that they got to face as a team and work work like like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> they got to learn how to work together and and they got to learn how to do what Batman has been doing for Tra- them this yeah, whole time. Tra- it's like they're the year two now. <laughs> yeah. What do we do now? Yeah, so it's like we've been kind of we've been kind of taking care of like the small stuff for Batman, but now he's gone. So now we got to take care of the big bosses. <laughs> so it's yeah, so it'll be interesting to see them taking on, you know, especially the Court of Owls. Like the, I mean, I guess they'd be the kind of main boss of Gotham, the people that are running it. So yeah, and from it looks like you're gonna have to fight a lot of their. Undead assassins called Talons, which fuck fighting zombie ninjas. Heck yeah! Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't during uh, one of the DC animated movies, didn't uh, Damian Wayne try to join up with them to become like a Talon? Yes, that was the uh, movie Batman versus Robin, 
which Damian Wayne is the son of Batman, his illegitimate son who was raised by the League of Assassins. He was groomed to, to become the next Ra's al Ghul. And then he has to learn his father's lessons of um, uh, justice, not vengeance. Like restraint. Yeah. League of Shadows just talking about the kill. So that's probably what I wanted to do. Yeah. But yes, Batman vs. Robin. Good film. Loved it. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed their DC animated films. Uh, we watched a lot of them together as a group recently. And uh, yeah, that's just definitely seeing the, the owls shown inside a video game is going to be it's going to be very visually pleasing and I'm looking forward to playing every minute of that game. Uh, so yeah, definitely read the source material too, Batman Court of Owls. They have a whole there's actually a graphic novel like compilation that you can get of it on like Amazon or something, like hardcover and shit like that. Definitely read it. It's great and just it's very the artwork is very visually pleasing to it too. Because you got a lot of that blood and gore in there, too, because this is during the New 52 era of Batman, where it he's really dark. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much leaves us off with video games for tonight. Uh, and where am I at? Uh, like I was just talking about with comics, with uh, reading Court of Owls, uh, one comic series going on in DC right now. Super huge. Really just a bunch of crazy shit happening. Uh, Dark uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal. So many different Batman. Like, like those different models or different versions of Batman. They have a Batman. Batman and Adam mixed together. Batman and Darkseid, uh, Batman and Deathstroke, yeah. Batman and Scarecrow, um, and they even have a Batman T-Rex. I'm talking about the T-Rex that you see in, the robot T-Rex that you see in the Batcave. Oh. He yeah. uploaded his brain to the T-Rex. Not even that, he uploaded his brain to a monster truck. Called the Batmobist. So his consciousness is in a fucking car. <laughs> Just looking at this comic is is so hilarious. Just seeing all the different cameos of these different Batman. It's it's almost like a joke of a uh, comic book. But if you if you look into it, I mean, it's just got a phenomenal story that dates back to even like the classic comics. It's definitely pulling out of the original story. But that Batmobist, I mean, man, that's a monster truck. Yeah, a bat, a Batman monster truck is just so badass. Batman's conscious photo, but like, yeah, but yeah, the but yeah, the story behind it, so amazing. Uh, The art style for it too is just very visual pleasing. Like, um, it just a lot of clash. Uh, It just. It just looks insane. Yeah, I, I like a lot how they bring like these characters, like these different Batman to life with the different looks and 
like they like how they actually put them together. Like it's, you can actually see like both characters in there. Yeah, and mostly Batman, but like you can see the mesh of like you know, like different dark sides. And, uh, like yeah, it was like a Bane one, like a Bat Bane. Yeah, Bat Bane. It's a, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't say head scratch, it's like a head sniffer. Like, you're like, oh my god. You almost have to, like, read it twice to, like, is this, oh, yeah. is this really going on right now? <laughs> yeah, they just actually revealed their most hardcore version of Batman ever. Batman, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. It's called The, the Darkest Night. The Darkest Night. So, it's, so technically, it's, it's Batman... Joker and Doctor Manhattan in one. Yeah. Because um, there's this character called the Batman who laughs. He's basically Batman. We we've talked about him before and in, in, in our previous episode. But yeah, he put the Batman who laughs put his brain inside the body of uh, Bruce Wayne, Doctor Manhattan. And he got all that power to basically rewrite reality, experience all realities, and just fuck some shit up. Yeah, he's basically he's basically trying to like restart all the universes and like build like terror, like the fifty two planets, just all just like terror planets, just like havoc, and he wants to just create chaos. Yeah. So to do all that, he has to pretty much check everybody's power, and I guess somehow, somehow, restart the universe. I'm not exactly sure how you do that, but he is, he is definitely trying. All right. Succeeding. All right, and we are gonna just take a quick little break right here. We will be right back with that here in a second. And we're back, and that pretty much just wraps up comics for us tonight. So, uh, getting ready to call it a night here. Just gonna take the last couple minutes, just chill and talk about whatever. Um, pretty much, uh, I want to talk about what our favorite thing from this whole DC fandom event was. Like, what was our like? What was your guys' favorite aspect of it? Like, what did you guys like the most? Uh, I am gonna go first and just say. Um, the Batman movie. Uh, honestly, that's <laughs> it was pretty fucking badass. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely uh, it definitely rose like went above my expectations. I guess I wasn't expecting that 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 trailer to get me that excited. I was like, oh wow! So I mean, I'm 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 pretty excited about it. Do the trilogy thing too, because they're gonna try to. They're gonna try to. Well, I guess everybody's trying to do that. Trying to see if they can. I wouldn't say cash grabs, but see how much they can milk out of what they got. I think my personal favorite out of the uh, reveal event would be uh, the Suicide Squad, because it, even though it's a lot to take in it opens up so many new stories for 
different like villains that are in the Suicide Squad originally, and I'm excited to see uh, Shark, <laughs> King Shark, King Shark for sure. That's gonna be very satisfying to see in the movie theater. King Shark is a shark. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's gonna really expand on Harley's story. I think it's gonna really expand on Captain Boomerang and just all of them. Like they've had a couple movies to develop their characters now, so this is the third part of their story. I think that it's just leaving so many doorways to continue on after this movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I would, I would be pretty excited. Like this, it, well, it's kind of like a trilogy, ain't it? Uh, yeah, basically, it's, kind of like a you could sort of see it that way of being like the Harley Quinn trilogy. But like, yeah, but I kind of like see it like I kind of like that like about comic book movies where it's, you could take you kind of continue the story like that in like different aspects. Like you can take like the other characters out and like just expand on this part and then go over here with it. Like, like that's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah, this this all is all yeah. movies tie in together. Seems a little ambitious, but like you said, it'd be pretty exciting to see. Yeah, and for being a DC event, and I'm I'm just gonna say I felt like it was a little too heavily like Batman heavy. I mean, I know Batman's pretty much the face of DC, but you got a lot of shit with Batman with uh, Snyder cut. You got uh, the uh, Gotham Knights game, you got the Batman movie, and um, the announcement that with the Flashpoint movie, you got Michael Keaton's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman, just like, yeah, just like Batman everywhere. Well, I mean, Batman is DC's baby, so they're yeah. gonna they're gonna milk it as much as they can. You know, get as much money as you can, most bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah, why everybody's got it on their mind, right? Yeah, and I mean, definitely with the new Batman trailer, they, it's definitely opening up people a lot, a lot more people to a new like rewrite of the story in a way. Yeah, I think a lot of people are liking the uh, the dark and gritty. Yeah, and interesting thing about the Batman was that was actually originally supposed to be uh, Ben Affleck's solo Batman movie. Originally, he was. He was uh he was originally gonna yeah, star in it, write it, direct it. Then I don't know what the fuck happened. He just said, you know what, screw it, I'm not gonna be Batman anymore. I mean it probably did I mean, it probably took its toll to Yeah to star direct and write the movie. So it's like I mean he does all three, but I mean to do it like your own movie. Well and you and you've seen uh and uh, you've seen him. Uh, well, you've seen him. He's done it like directed and acted in his movies. I think a couple times. I mean, the talent. The talent is a good movie. And then he did. What is his most recent one? He was like some some band of pimp or something like that. I, I can't think of the movie, but that one didn't do too well. No. So, I mean, and you know. And then to write another Batman movie, I guess you, you I wouldn't do it, but you're kind of you gotta kind of compare your other ones to, you know, yeah. the Christopher Nolan ones, and then the nineteen, uh, 
Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman was Batman 89, so yeah, leaned more true. toward into the 90s, which then we got Joel Schumacher's two Bat god-awful Batman movies, even though I know Batman Forever is your favorite. to see Robert Pattinson, you know, and, and with the age he is now, he's at, like, the peak for where he's an adult, he's a grown man, he's, he's growing into it, and, and like, seeing other films, like, he's he's 34 years old right now, so if, say, they put out a film every three years with him, like, he's gonna, he's gonna grow into an older man as, as the series continues to grow, so yeah. say, it, say it lasts 10 years, you know, he's gonna be 44 on that final film and maybe he'll have that gritty you know older yeah. Batman style that everyone's looking for but I mean it's like like we were saying it's his year too so I mean, it, I mean it'll be very interesting to see yeah and then like to watch it and then see where they see where they want to take it you know see if it's received well and then See where you're gonna go from there. But then, I mean, if it's received well, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, what you can do. Yeah. So, that's always interesting. And then, I guess, I mean, my favorite would probably be, I would have to say Gotham Knight. Because I love the art. I know it's not part of the Arkham series, but I just love that Arkham style. Just running around beating up bad guys. And just. <laughs> And using your weapons and your gadgets and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Just... As, as a gamer, I mean, I am definitely looking forward to another beat em up from the DC universe because it's hard to find any more a good superhero game. Like the, the Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, yeah. Arkham Knight games were, were really great. To see this new one come out being like something you can play with your friends, you know? Yeah. You could, you could be chilling with your friends, have a group, fighting evil. Yeah, I like, think, I think a, that's gonna like be really thing, fun. I like how they're like the the, the two games they're gonna be like more co-op or uh, more multiplayer. So you can bring your friends and stuff like that. So they're not just. I mean, don't get, like I said, over on Gotham are great. It would be cool if you know you bring other people in and, and explore the city and do things like that. So I think the best thing about it is the Arkham games were story based. Yeah. So once you get your kit. And you beat the story, you're like, uh, well, what? I'll go get the Riddler trophies. I'll go, yeah, you know, now you, you're getting the candy store because you unlock all the stuff, and now you can just run around the city and just beat people up. But with this new one, it's going to be RPG based. So that means it's going to have a lot of RPG value. It's going to have replay, yeah. replay value. It's gonna, it's gonna be lengthy, and you're gonna be playing with your friends for a long time, not just, oh, we beat the campaign, we're done. There's gonna be stuff to grind out, side quests, missions, you know, yeah. achievements. I love achievement hunting. And the and the story looks like it's there too, so that's exciting. So it looks like you know you're not just gonna get some you know just beat up you know quick game. Like you're gonna like actually sit there and enjoy it and try to get through the story and tell your friends like, oh, dude, watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. 
Yeah, there's been a, definitely a lot more like up to like surge and story based games lately. What like with, that? yeah, with um, yeah, like good example the Spider Man game for PS4. Fucking love that game. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know that that game felt like a, like they put a lot of time and effort in that. That felt like a Spider Man game. Like. Dang you, no, Sony! I'm an Xbox guy, so I don't get to get that taste of Spider-Man, unfortunately. So I'm gonna, I'm honestly probably gonna buy a PlayStation, so that way I can play those games. Cause I play them at friends' house who have the PlayStation. Yeah. But me personally, I got an Xbox One X, and I'm like, uh, do I want to move to PlayStation so I can get my hands on those exclusives? <laughs> well, yeah, cause you got, cause you got Final Fantasy VII remake on there. You got. Spider-Man, uh, uh, God of War, all that stuff. But Halo. But Halo. I mean, at this point, I mean, we're all adults. Like, why, why do we have to choose? You can buy both. <laughs> I do no have both. Does. I know. Like, no one, no one really cares. If you got the money, buy both. Fuck it. You like games? You might as well buy it. Sure. Yeah, one, one thing that is exciting me about Xbox is they're talking about getting rid of the subscription fees like PlayStation did years ago. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you see, PlayStation doesn't have it, but Xbox, you got to pay monthly or yearly to like play online with people and get your... Oh, no, PlayStation has that. Do they? Yeah. Okay, well, Xbox is wanting to get rid of theirs. PlayStation used to be free. And they moved up to charging yeah. like Xbox does. Yeah. But uh, there was a. Uh, didn't Xbox only, like, for a while, you could only fucking run your Xbox online? Like, you had to have internet to run your Xbox, so you couldn't fucking use it? Well, the thing is, is if you license transfer, then without internet, you can't play your games. So, like, online games, you can't. You can't play online. without. Online. Online, yeah. yeah. But like if you license transferred onto someone else's console to give them access to games, you would lose if you lost, you know, like internet went down because of a storm or something. You couldn't play your games because you licensed transferred to someone else. So yeah, it, I mean they both have their perks. I, I I used to have a PlayStation Pro that I sold, but then now that there's some new exclusives that are coming out that I enjoy, like I, I had it for God of War. And after I beat God of War, I was like I really don't care about their exclusives, <laughs> but now they're coming out with some some very very heavily interesting games that I think is going to bring me back to them. And next gen's coming out, so I got to make my decision soon whether I want to stick with Xbox or go to PlayStation. Yeah, I mean Spider-Man Miles Morales, man, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for this game. I'm like, I don't know how excited I am for the next gen, though. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for it, but I mean, I'm not going to be really excited for it like actually when I actually want to buy it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's going to be cool to look at and stuff like that and see the reviews, but. Yeah. But. Uh, it's like, if I hands on it, am I going to be like excited for it? I'm like, you know what? I'm actually going to fucking get one. Then I'm going to be excited. Yeah. But then, right now, it's just like, okay, cool. You know, these features, so I'll look out and actually, you know, in my hands and put that wear and 
care about it. Then. But you know, they haven't made a console as as premium as the classic GameCube. <laughs> GameCube has been my all-time favorite, and it's I still have my original one that I bought years and years and years ago. <laughs> yeah. GameCube is just it, it, you can't top it. <laughs> Dildo of a controller. Got <laughs> 17 buttons everywhere. Like, what? Look how these buttons don't even do anything. What is it? They got three joysticks, 18 buttons. You gotta have them, man. The aesthetic. And it was like, and the controller's like smaller. It looks like. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta use dude, all dude if you think that bad, try getting a. Try getting a GameCube controller for a for a Nintendo Switch. Those bitches are smaller than the original GameCube controllers. Well, the Switch controllers are fucking micro. You want to <laughs> complain about a controller? Complain about the N sixty four. It's got three handles for no reason. <laughs> that one actually is a dildo of a controller. Okay, you only need. Well, if you know how to use it, you know how to use it. That 64 is for sure. Okay. I still have my N64 from when I was a kid. And it, it still runs. I still have the games and the controllers, and I still use it. Well, fuck yeah. The little things are to last. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking, um... Not nowadays with the fucking PlayStations and shit. You gotta update it every fucking, fucking 15 days. Yeah. Like your computer's getting dumber. Like it's getting smarter, but the its brain capacity can't really hold it. It's overheating. <laughs> can't get hold of all the computes. I, I actually still have my my first PlayStation One from when I was a kid. Yeah. Back then, my favorite game was uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, and they're remastering it now. Yeah, I think there's they're doing one and two. Yep, I'm so hyped for it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely one of the best things that are coming out of this COVID crisis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I fucking had to take it back to basics. I guess Tony Hawk one of four or five. How many they have? I think, I think five. I, I think five, but uh, I could be wrong. But I, but whatever the last one was, I heard it was trash. And then they tried to release that one with the. Uh, the board. Do you remember that? They have the board you can lay on the For the Wii? I, I think it was for the Wii. I yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like It was trash. Tony Hawk. It was Tony Hawk, <laughs> but you can get on the board and like ride. Like you had to <laughs> like switch your foot. Yeah, like I had that. I had that game. I, th I think I still have. the board? Yes. Like the actual... Yes, I did. I had the board. I had the Wii balance board, all that shit. Uh... Because my family and I, we used to uh, have, like, family game night all the time with the Wii, and so we would... Oh, like, that, that's not bad. Because like, we had the, the Wii Fit Plus and all that shit, so... Yeah. Well, like, back in the day with the Wii Fit Plus, like, that was more of, like, because you made your own, like, Wii person, and you do, like, Wii Bowl, like, you can have can your, you like, do a kickflip? 
No. <laughs> or, I'm not saying I'm not saying with that, that no, I'm just saying with like weak sports. It's like they have the bowling and like the archery and stuff like that. So yeah. if you make your little weak character and go through all these sports. So I mean they I mean it kinda you know kinda fun. I mean a lot of controls went through T V but I mean that's why they have the wristwatch. So make sure the bases are on. But I mean, it used to be fun. They used to be like, Wii bowling, they had like Wii boxing, baseball, they had like all kinds of sports on there. What's everyone's opinion on the uh, new Turtles TV show? Oh, uh, oh, the, the one that I showed you uh, a while back ago the, from Nickelodeon. Which, which is it? Is it Rise or is it like... The yeah, Rise movie? of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Where they're younger and they got the Mystic Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I is don't care for the art style. I don't. Best, yeah. like, it's not terrible. Like, not but I did just watch the uh, finale where they were fighting Shredder, though. That was badass. Yeah, I like like I agree with you. The story and all was, it was a little slightly painful to watch, but the, the, the art style, it was a, it was a new take on them. And, and each yeah. turtle individually looked different. It wasn't like they all looked like carbon copies of each other with bandanas. You know, everyone looked different in mm-hmm. the combat style with the mystic weapons was just crazy, especially with that finale. Like you were saying with the shredder. I mean, I, I just absolutely loved that battle. I, I watched it more than once. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But, but I, I gotta well, give it to them. They, I like I'll say they, we'll we'll show you that scene after after, after this. But I gotta give it to them. I like the I like the different takes on the turtles. Yeah, so they they didn't all have the same attitude as there were like I guess original parts. Like they they kind of switched it up. I mean, except for Donnie, Donnie's always the funny tech guy, but he was like he was more funny than like serious sometimes. Like, yeah. He was, like, I guess I don't know. They all kind of shared the humor in that one. The the way they portrayed Splinter in that series, though, yeah, that, no, that yeah, that definitely hurt when I when I first saw the Splinter. I was like, oh, come on, guys, come on, they you can do better than that. They him fucking kung fu. Yeah, that they, thing's a master of martial arts. New, new like, what the hell's going on? What did, what did he have to teach him about the mystic weapons? <laughs> they just found them. Yeah. The episode I found, they fucking fell into a... They fell into a hole. Yeah, they fell into a hole and just found them. There's no really explanation. Yeah, and just, Splinter's origin story, like origin in that show is also... Eh. You know how in that, I showed you in the episode how they were watching like old kung fu movies and stuff yeah. in, in the sewer? The actor in that movie is actually Splinter. His his actor his stage name is Lu Jitsu. <laughs> yes, Lu Jitsu. So, so what happens? Like, is it his mind stuck into a rat? Or I don't know. I think it like I think it's just basically the same origin. Like, oh, they got oozed or something. I don't know, but just. Mm-hmm. Or, or is that where they learned their kung fu with that fucking TV show? Yeah. Is that they're morphed and learned it from fucking... They learned their kung fu from fucking... Well, Splinter's origin was he wasn't like a... 
He was a kung fu master. He was a he was a uh, kung fu actor. Yes, like, he didn't really know kung fu, but it was a stuntman. Oh, he was a, he was a low down dirty rat. Yes, you're lying. You don't know the kung fu. Yeah, well, he had to have known enough to teach fucking poor turtles. Figured it out somehow, I guess. I don't know. Did you guys see the uh, new Samurai Jack game coming out here soon? Mm. Fuck yeah, we did. Yeah. Already, it's got a 9 out of 10 on Steam. and It hasn't even fully released yet. It's just been teased at this point. But it's supposed to be released this year. It's yeah. supposed to be released this week. Yeah, I mean, it's coming up like quick. Oh no, it's already available on the Xbox store. Really? So, yeah, for for forty bucks. Oh man, I gotta yeah, hop on that. Yeah, That's we're good. we're actually gonna save that for next time. Right on. Yeah. But uh See, I might get it for this I might get it for the Switch. I don't know what I'm gonna get it for, because it's available on all three or four platforms. If I were you, I'd probably Yeah, that seems like it would be a good game like, to play on the go. Really, I guess it's kind of like Hack and Flash, but like, I'm sure there's like... Yeah, but like I said, we're going to save that for next time. Alrighty then, so that pretty much wraps it up for the night. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. He's Isaac. That's Manny. And this is our buddy Garrett. What up? And we are just going to say have a good night, guys, and yeah, have a good night.